following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. everyone and welcome to 50 shades of bullshit i'm your host christine lalonde and this is the podcast where we uncover the truth about online dating now let's begin hey everybody i'm christine i am jada hello and, hey and this is 50 shades of bullshit today um jada yes! we are so happy to have you back I, you know, last week was a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a hiccup. <laughs> so for those who didn't hear last week, we were talking on the phone. It was like, it was like one in the afternoon in LA time and we're just chatting and she's like, uh, is our show today or tomorrow? And I was like, girl, it's tomorrow, normal time, you know? And, and then at two o'clock I was like, holy shit, is it Thursday? And she's like, yeah, all, all day. And I was like, this show's today, not tomorrow. What am I talking about? I thought it was Wednesday all day. So that is fine. So Jada didn't make it. No. Sorry. <laughs> it was a, it was a good show though. We talked I know. about sex. I watched it. I wish I could. It was on. great. It was great. So I have had the most incredible day yesterday. Okay. I couldn't wait to tell you okay um you know the show ghost adventures with zach baggins yes yes okay so i've had a mad girl crush on him since oh. 2007 right oh, okay <sighs> that's when the show started yeah. i'm a big fan i get a call like I don't know, a week or so ago that says, hey, someone from a producer of some ghost show. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah, we heard that you work at Orchid Ranch and we heard that you had um, some, you know, ghost encounters. And I said, yeah, I I'm a medium. I'm like a, a sensitive and empath a psychic. You know, I have mm -hmm. encounters all the time. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, would you like to, you know, be interviewed for our show. And I was like, yeah, I'll think about it. So then I get an email from them and I look at it and I look at it again and it's ghost adventures. And I'm like, ain't no way I am not going to be on that show. So I went, we filmed last night. They interviewed me on the show and I stood a foot and a half from Zach Baggins looking him directly in the eye. And I thought I was going to die. Wow. I literally thought I was going to die. I've been telling my boyfriend for the last few days, it's a good thing that I am in a relationship with you. Because <laughs> he otherwise. Said, he says it is a good thing. Cause you're, you're not. No, I was like, oh, Holy shit. Zach God. Baggins is a hottie patati. But look Woo! at the universe. You see, look at that universe. <laughs> it was fun it was fun he was cute yes but it was a lot of fun now where is this going to be is it going to be somewhere that i could listen to it or watch it oh, or how yeah. 
yeah, Ghost Adventures. I don't know what station it's on. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But I'll have to let you know when the episode airs. Um, and then that way you can watch it. Ugh, yes. All of the whole time I kept thinking, please don't make me look fat. Please don't make me look fat. <laughs> uh, oh, it's on the Travel Network or the net. Yeah, Travel Channel. So, anyway, how's how's your week? Is it good? Sorry, I didn't know what that was. My week has been good. It's been um, productive. It's been busy, which is good. Um, yeah. A lot of love connections happening, which is great. Oh, so, yes, that's great. It's been good. Great. It's been good. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited. Um, so, uh, by the way, you missed our meeting yesterday. We had the dating. I heard about industry. it. We had a great, great talk. I did talk about um, the profile videos that I'm created, I've created for you guys, and everybody seemed pretty excited about it. So that was really good. That was the highlight. Um, yeah. But uh, we have to get you to LA by June because okay. you need to come to our annual party. So okay. we'll keep you posted on that. I did have but, a couple um, people reach out to me uh, after that that had some interest in. I, I'm so bummed that I missed it, but I was on a, a client call. But I heard it went really well, and there is interest in it, so that's exciting. That's great. I love yeah. it. Um, today, well, last week we talked about some hot, steamy sex stuff, and today we're talking about some hot, steamy sex stuff. So, sex stuff. I can't talk because sex just makes me not talk. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I need to have more of it, so I'll shut the fuck up. Um, so uh, <laughs> today is called Sexual Freedom, and we have Brittany Clark on with us today. She is a relationship coach who helps clients find their identity, and she helps her clients find peace with themselves through sexual exploration kink and navigating true love. Ooh, girlfriend. So Brittany believes that there are so many benefits coming from being able to identify and fulfill your sexual desires. So today she's here to talk with us about cultivating safe conversations and healing around all things taboo. And girlfriend, I am all about all things taboo. Oh, I've got so many questions. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's bring Tiffany on and up oh, Tiffany. I'm so glad. I'm so sorry. Brittany. Brittany. Good God. See, I told you I couldn't fucking talk. Brittany. Hi guys. Hello. <laughs> Brittany. They, you know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> You're much prettier than a Tiffany would be. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. I've insulted every Tiffany in the world. I'm so it's sorry. It's okay. Don't get over it. <laughs> I was I was just, you know, building Brittany up since I blotched her name. So <laughs> there you go. fair enough. Fair enough. Well, hi Brittany. Um, thank oh, you for coming okay. and talking to us to, about sex today. I can't speak, so I hope you have a lot to say. Um, <laughs> uh, tell us about you and how you got involved in doing this kind of work? Oh my goodness, yeah. So I'm Brittany. I live in the beautiful state of Kentucky. Not from here though. I'm from New Jersey. I'm an East Coast girl. So I have all the sass and all the attitude that anyone can ever need wrapped up into <laughs> one person, <laughs> right? Uh, um, so, girl. 
<laughs> I've gone through this work. I went through an excruciating heartbreak a few years ago, and that was my only like sexual partner at the time. So it was my entire adult life that I'd been with her. And once we broke up, I completely lost my shit, right? Like most of us do. And I was like, let me go out there and just explore. So I, so the first person that I slept with after her was, I fully identify as a lesbian, but it was a man. I was like having a manic episode, did okay. that, and was like, let manic me. Manic episode. <laughs> we love it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so after that, I was like, let me go ahead and like explore this some more, like, like, let me go ahead and see, like, what sex is like with multiple partners. Let me see how it can benefit my life. And honestly, it completely changed everything about the trajectory of how my future would go. I I mean, like, my confidence grew. I mean, it was 360, Brittany, like, who I was then in the breakup and who I was after that. Oh, my gosh. So I really believe that sex can change your life. And that's how I got into this. And so here I am today to talk about all the crazy things, sugar baby life, whatever. We're, we're here for it. <laughs> I love it. So I have a couple questions. Did the manic episode make you just really confirm that you're a lesbian or did it make you question like maybe you are bi? So it really confirmed that I was a lesbian, but it also okay. confirmed that there are things that I would definitely do for a check. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't we all sister i'm telling you we'll all do something for a fucking check uh -huh. um so okay How, can i can, were you in your 20s your first relationship yeah so it was like most most of my adult life yeah so i'm i'm headed into i'm headed into my 30th year in two months so but it was like a long time it was a really long wild adventure <laughs> You know, I find, um, tell me if I'm wrong, if this is not your experience or not, but I have found that when people get into a relationship in their 20s and they didn't have that heartbreak as a teenager, that that heartbreak becomes a little bit more manic and a little bit more bigger because those feelings are so unknown to you and you didn't get to experience that through your growing teen years of learning about love and all those fun things. So, um, did you find that it was like that for you? Oh, I completely agree. <clears throat> I was raised really religious. So there were mm. things that we were not allowed to do and things that we were allowed to do. It was a pretty strict, like in religious environment. So, there were, like I said, a lot of rules and regulations to how dating could go. And so, yeah, as a teenager, just, I just wasn't exposed to heartbreak or what that was like. So when it actually happened for the first time, I literally thought that I was dying. I thought I was having a heart attack every single day. Mm -hmm. I was like, why does no one talk about this? Why did no one prepare me for this? What is going on? And mm -hmm. my, like, one of my goals is to help people not ever go through that again <laughs> because people need to be educated about how painful and how much of an effect that can have on you. Yeah, a heartbreak can really be a physical feeling. Mm -hmm. You literally feel like this spot in your chest is just like so tight and constricted and it feels like you can't breathe and you're suffocating. It's terrible. So I get it. <clears throat> I've had a lot. I've had a lot of them. <laughs> You know, it makes you I, I sounded like a smoker there. I had a lot of them. <laughs> um, okay, so tell us about sexual freedom. What is what is your feeling about it? What is your definition about it? Yeah, I believe that. 
yeah, sexual freedom for me is just your desire, like your ability to embrace your desires openly without shame or guilt, right? Um, or insecurity, mm. because I feel like a lot of times we associate sex with something that's to be kept a secret, something mm -hmm. that we can't really talk about out loud to other people, um, mm -hmm. something that we can only talk about with our partners. And even then, I feel like a lot of people don't even express their sexual desires with their partner. Mm -hmm. And then there's so much insecurity around it, whether it be how you look physically, whether it be how you portray yourself as a person. And like, don't even get me started with going into like new partnerships or new sexual experiences. There's so much insecurity and so much nerve that come with it, with each experience. Yeah. And so for me, being sexually free is just all about bashing that wall and being so confident in yourself that you can go into any sexual experience knowing that you're that girl, right? Like you're the shit. And like the person <laughs> that's with you wants to be with you. Not They're not just yeah. there because they actually desire you. So hmm. Yeah, mm, I, I would that. say too, like going, talking about um, when you go through a breakup and then you have a new partner, you not only go through the insecurities, but you have to, you have to get into a rhythm. You have to like make sure that it works. And usually the first time, sometimes people are super nervous and it's never yeah. good. So I, I definitely would um, advise communicating <laughs> so that you're both on the same page because it is, you're learning someone's entire everything all over, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that first time is really a tricky situation to get through. Either it's the right kind of person for you and the sex is horrible the first time and you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to have sex with that person again because it's terrible. And you don't realize that it just gets better and better and better as you get to know each other. Or you have this big, like mind blowing experience the first time and it's not the right person for you. And so you get so hung up on that person. That's that it just, it's all about sex and not about the real relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's a really tricky thing to navigate through. Yeah. I'm curious. I saw on your, I think it was your Instagram page. You had mentioned, you talked about submission and it's interesting. I just had a call. Um, I just had a call a couple days ago with somebody that is very into a BDSM lifestyle. And we talked a lot about submission and what, what that looks like. So is that something that you like coach or teach through your practice or how, what does that look like? Yeah. So I think a lot of people are curious about submission and dominance and where they fall on that scale, which I feel like I recommend every single person take the BDSM test. I took it and I learned a million freaking things about myself. I, I was didn't know there was such so a thing. Oh my gosh. Yes, there is. What, the BDSM. what is it? Where do you it's, find it? Yeah, it's called, it's just, if you Google BDS, BDSM test, it'll come up. I think it's like one of the first things that it generates and you take this little quiz and it gives you like your percentages of where you fall in like each BDSM category. It's amazing. Um, I took it a few months ago, I think in the winter, and it completely changed how I view myself. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, is this really me? <laughs> well, not only, not only figuring out if you have tendencies to be uh, open to BDSM or if it turns you on or whatever, but then you have to find the partner that is also <laughs> into that, that you are attracted to, that you, you know, mesh with it's 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 a tricky thing yeah. oh yeah for sure I, well i can imagine there's probably people that are into it that don't want to say that they're into it from like mm -hmm. the shame perspective 
Oh, hold on. Yes. But when I was dating my manic dating stage, every freaking guy asked, you know, what do you like? Do you like BDSM? Do you like to be spanked? Do you like your hair pulled? You know, crap like that. And I'd say, yeah, of course I do. And I was really open about it. And the next thing you know, they're acting like they're the king of BDSM and they were not, they didn't understand it. They didn't get it. They, they uh, would, they'd be like, it was weird. So it's like there, it took me, I had to learn the hard way that it should take me a while to tell somebody because then they don't like me for just that kind of thing and think it's just going to be a sexual encounter. Yeah. I could see that. I could see see a guy being like, yeah, so let me spank you. Let me have some handcuffs. And they think that's what it is. And I'm finding out after I spoke to that person and did a little more research there is like a lot more to it. It is not just Fifty Shades of Grey. It is like heavy. Well, <laughs> Fifty Shades so of Grey was about the contract. <laughs> yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey was all about the contract. They never got into anything good. <laughs> Agreed. And also like, when it comes to like BDSM and any submission, submissive dominant relationship, not mm-hmm. every like if you identify as a submissive, not every dominant partner that you have is going to have the same boundaries with you. Cause you may yeah. let one person choke you and not another. It's there's safety that goes into it, your risk that goes into it. There's so many other emotional factors so that your partners are all gonna be different and they're not gonna be able to do the same things in every single sexual experience that they have with you. So what yeah. you do with one person will probably not happen in the same exact way with another. Mm-hmm. So I remember every single time I'd go to have sex with somebody um, either like the first, second or third time or whatever, and they would go to choke me, I would immediately flash to, oh shit, is this the day I die by some kid, some guy who's going to choke me out and kill me? Because I didn't know him and I didn't feel comfortable yet because we weren't in a relationship. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know if he was going to murder me or not. And that first time out when they do that and they've not asked you or not even asked a safe word or not even asked you know what you're comfortable with and they just go right to it, those are people who don't understand. And those are people who need to educate themselves because they're in a really seriously strong, powerful position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's tough. It's tough. So, yeah. Leaving <laughs> <laughs> you on that note. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> You're like, do it. Um, so (laughs) tell us more how we can find uh, a bigger sexual freedom in our lives i think exploration i think we live in 2023 like we're all here in 2023 for a reason um we have so many resources at our fingertips which like again like if i were born 100 years ago like i probably would not be having this conversation right now well for obvious reasons but um (laughs) but i think that we have resources at our fingertips for a reason and i am a big advocate of the internet oh my gosh any like dating app facebook has a million and one bdsm or king groups and they're not there just to find partnership they're there just for education. They're there to ask questions of people who have done 
this in a way that is ethical, in a way that really works for them, in a way that they can teach and educate. There is so many facets. I mean, I learned about like the master-slave relationship um, within the last year, and that was just so mind-blowing for me. And just to hear what that's like, and even when you think about because I think a lot of people like lump different types of relationships into the kink life, whether it be like polyamorous relationships, things like that, which not are not necessarily kinky, right? Like those are just, that's right. just the way that you love. And so, but there are dynamics that do have many aspects mm-hmm. of kink. There are people who are like into bondage and things like that. So you can find BDSM groups for anything and you'll learn a lot. Like you'll, you'll really resonate with what a lot of people are, what they're saying. I mean, whether it be a submissive brat, whether it be a femdom, whether it be just a dominant man, like whatever that is, whatever your desire is, those BDSM groups, those kink groups, um, those fet life groups, there's a million and one of them. And the good thing about Facebook now is that a lot of the groups that you join are anonymous. So, you, you know, it doesn't show, you know, like 10 years ago, you would go on Facebook, join a group, and everyone on your feed could see that you joined it. It's not the same when it comes to some of these more private groups. So you can be in them, you can be in them safely, and you can post anonymously, you can ask questions anonymously, so that it can create safety for yourself, especially as you're beginning to explore. Mm, I love that. We have a new producer. She is amazing, Rebel. Um, She actually just put on there, she just in the back chat, she's talking to us. And she posted this thing called badgirlsbible.com slash bdsm dash limits says learn what are they what your limits are and discover hard and soft limits that's cool um there's lots of different resources i do agree with you Brittany. it's just if you find that you are interested or that kind of this sounds fascinating to you you know research is really great like you said going out there just putting in bdsm just you know education Maybe add the word education so you don't get like scared with visuals. (laughs) (laughs) Though the visual is pretty good. Um, (laughs) um, So tell us more about how a woman or a man, I mean, to each his own, but you know, we're a bunch of girls talking about girls. Um, Tell us more about how women can start to open up and communicate and, and be feel, feel freedom in not having a taboo, being able to just freely express or being open to hearing about other people's fantasies or, or desires or whatever. I think the first thing that I would say is just to acknowledge that sex is normal, right? Like just that simple truth that sex is normal and that what I feel and like what my desires are are not new necessarily. Someone else out there has already had this desire, has already had this experience. And so I know by default, just starting at the default page of you are not alone is so important. And then I think that the second thing that I would tell anybody is that before you can start openly expressing or openly, you know, communicating or having these dialogues with people, you have to feel safe within yourself. Because if you don't feel safe to acknowledge your wants and how you feel and that you're okay, I think a lot of times sex makes people feel like they're not okay, that they're an anomaly, that they're far-fetched, that they're out there, and they're not. You're, it's really, it's fine. It's okay. You know, I can't express that enough. And so I think I first creating that safety within yourself, I think that's the foundational 
fundamental piece of being able to explore with somebody else. Because if you don't feel safe and you feel like yourself, you're at risk and you're at flight risk and you can't face yourself with your truth, then you cannot absolutely, I would never recommend someone go and explore partnerships with other people if you don't have that safety inside of yourself yet. Oh, I agree. hundred yeah. percent. Um, <clears throat> so Barry Selby, he is a, um, a relationship and, uh, you know, coach. Um, and yesterday I saw this incredible post and it reminded me of what, um, you were talking about and what rebel was putting in about bad girls Bible, you know, you know, just like religious type things. And, um, one of the things he posted yesterday, and I wanted to pull that up because I think it's really important. Um, he posted this thing yesterday that was um, called I Believe in God of Spinoza. Have y'all heard of that? No. And it, it's, it's written. Um, okay. It says when Einstein gave lecture lectures at U S university, he re he, rec he, God bless America. The <laughs> recurring question that students asked him most was, do you believe in God? And he always answered, I believe in the God of Spinoza. And basically it is, um, I'm going to screw this up. I am definitely going to screw this up, but it is a Dutch philosopher from the 17th century philosophy, he, his name was, uh, let's see if I can get this right. This is what I'm going to screw up. Um, Baruch de Spinoza. Okay. And he would go on to speak. Um, it, let me read this. And it's just the beginning because I think it's really important. He said, God would say, stop praying. What I want you to do is go out into the world and enjoy your life. I want you to sing, have fun and enjoy everything I made for you. Then he goes on to talk about churches and blah, blah, blah. Here's the best part. It's a big, long thing. And anybody who has a second Please check it out. It's incredible. But it says, stop blaming me for your miserable life. This is God speaking. I never told you there was anything wrong with you or that you were a sinner or that your sexuality was a bad thing. Sex is a gift I have given you and with which you can express your love, your ecstasy, and your joy. So don't blame me for everything that that." everyone else made you believe. Um, and I, and that was the most important thing that stuck with me is because I think a lot of people have this, have this thing that we've been raised with that we can't talk about sex. We can't, we can't, we can't engage in certain kinds of sex. Um, religious, the man-made religion that has forced, this is my opinion, that is forced, I always have to say that, that has forced us to swallow the fact that we should be ashamed of our bodies and that sex is only for uh, creating children. It's just not true because if it was only for creating children, we wouldn't have pleasure zones. Mm -hmm. Right? We sure. wouldn't be able to orgasm i mean what what's what's the point of feeling pleasure if you're just going to limit it to one act and then not explore what your body's capable of doing what your mind is capable of doing yeah because i mean there is a lot that ties into sexual intimacy and activity it's not just the actual act it can be 
tantric. It could be mental. It could be so many different things. Mm-hmm. So I think, Christine, what you just said to your point, I mean, that's that's kind of a big deal. And I think sometimes people don't think about it. We think of sex as sex, like the actual mm-hmm. act of sex. But there yeah. are so many different ways that you can please and pre- pleasure somebody without the actual act itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Intimacy yeah. goes far beyond just a, that physical connection. There's emotional intimacy, mental intimacy, so many different ways that you can be intimate with somebody. So you coach people, Brittany, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, who wrote what? No, I was think I was trying to think, and I was going to look it up, but I can't think of who the artist is. But isn't there a singer? Isn't there someone who is known does like tantric sex with his wife, and their sexual intimate their sexual acts are like hours? Sting. That's who it is. I was it's just going to say it. hours and hours. hours. <clears throat> from what I hear. Yeah. So that's yeah. I wanted to tie that to that, but I couldn't think of who the who the person was. Yeah, I would you know, I enjoy that hours and hours, but <laughs> there are times you just need to hit it and quit it. <laughs> yep, like Sometimes I got I got shit to do and I'm tired, but yet I want to have a connection with you, so let's just do it and let's just get it good. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so <laughs> right. Brittany, you coach people. Um, what are some of the ways that you maybe tell them or help them discover um, how to be more free? I think a lot of <clears throat> it's such a process. And I think, like I said, the first thing that I always address is the person. Right. Like before we can even like branch out and, you know, get them into that sexy, sexy zone in their life and that period where they're just doing and banging who and what they want whenever they want. Um, There's a lot of personal development work that has to go on, which is why, you know, with dating and relationships or sexual freedom and relationships, I've been in all, you know, parts of coaching in all the realms. Um, I think that the greatest relationship that you'll ever have is one with yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, that's one that you're going to take out of this world with you. That's one that came into this world with you. And so I think a lot of things that I have worked with people have been their insecurity, right? Whether it be them stop body shaming themselves, um, mm-hmm. or whether them under, whether they understand, you know, like I said, when you're on that date with that person, even if it's not, you know, sexual, if you're not having sex, that's not the intent. Like even if you're just on a date, simple breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, understanding that that person is there because they want to be there. Because we tell ourselves all these made up stories in our head, right? About who we are, about all the things that people should dislike about us. They should dislike this feature to society standard, you know, maybe forever. I remember being a kid and being bullied for my lips. And then now as an adult, that's the first thing that people compliment me on. They're like, oh my gosh, they're so nice. And I'm like, okay, like this is a change. But being Mm -hmm. secure in that fact as we age and as we grow, um, being secure in the bodies that we have and the the personalities that we have and the character and the integrity that we have. And even like in the boundaries that we create, I think it can be easy. I think a lot of people um, feel like maybe their boundaries that I work with are maybe too much. They feel like maybe I shouldn't, maybe I'm asking too much of my partner. Maybe I'm asking too much of myself, but no, like you're allowed to say no. You're allowed to have hard stops. You're allowed to, to want to go to this line with somebody and not further. I think, you know, when I first mm-hmm. started dibbling, dabbling with boys, one of the first, like the, my first sexual experience with a man, like, I mean, I 
it was it was insane. It was like the most insane day of my life. It was terrible sex, but I remember like doing so many things because my thought process, like as a lesbian woman, was well, all the streets are doing it. Like all the straight people are doing it, so I'm gonna do all these things. Whatever he asked of me, I did because I just thought that was standard, and it's not. I, I'm so curious about this. Um, so when you had that um, encounter, that sexual experience with this man, um, <laughs> did he not really take time to explore your body and pleasure you and and make you feel desire? Did he not do that? Oh, that first encounter with that man was the, like I said, the worst experience sexually that I've ever had. And like he, it was very, it was so focused on him. Now, mm-hmm. of course, as someone mm-hmm. who has had sex before, I was like this, like I, I couldn't base every encounter with men moving forward on him, but no, it was completely, it was very selfish. It was a very, I can't even call it love. It was a very selfish encounter. Um, that I 10 out of 10 would not recommend, but it, but it really changed my perspective and helped me see a lot of things in a different way for sure. Well, I'm a straight woman. Um, <laughs> I've had feet, I've had, um, you know, other women encounters. I've, I've slept with other women. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but what is about it that is my cup of tea is that they understand my body it's mm. it's a shared experience. It's not a one-sided thing. And it was very sensual and sexual. That 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 part I liked. Um I tend to like it a penis, you know, <laughs> but you know, but th- th- I will tell you being this um I I have been the dating guru because I've dated more than you could ever imagine. <laughs> um And I've had a lot of sex with a lot of different people. And let's just put it that way. And this is the thing. A massive amount. I'm not going to put a percentage. In my head, the first number that came to to my head was um, 98% of my sexual experiences have been men who are, uh, I call selfish, selfish lovers. And um, you do once in a while get a great lover who it's a, a mutual 100%, 100%, but not always. Yeah. yeah. Men tend to be a little bit more selfish than women. So I, I get the appeal of being a lesbian. I do. <laughs> so funny if a lesbian had a dick, I'd be happy. You know what? Most of my, most of my sexual partners now, I would say, well, I'm only, I'm, for the most part, monogamously sleeping with one person. And that person is a male. And I mean, it's very intentional. It's for a reason. But um, yeah, and I I'm, I have no complaints about the sexual experience that I have with him. Um, it's been amazing. And I've learned, like I said, so much about myself. It's the first time that I've ever been submissive in my life <laughs> to someone. So it's been really eye-opening. So, it's, so I think, you know, like you said, every partner is so different. Do you not find that in your um, lesbian relationships that there's not very much uh, master, no, that kind of BDSM experiences? Have you not? There are. There definitely are. I think this partner that I have right now is for a completely different reason. I can't even like lump them into the same category. However, like there is definitely a lot of kink that goes into this dynamic. Mm. Um, but I think that when it comes to like me personally and like my lesbian relationships, they're different. Like I, there are definitely some very dominant females out there. 
I consider myself to be dominant, but I'm a very soft dominant person. I am very much, I'm not going to choke you. I'm probably not going to spank you like that. I'm probably going to be a little bit like more timid. Like I'm like, oh my God, am I hurting you little baby? Like that's just just me. And so so for that reason, like I tend to not have kinky lesbian relationships. And that's fine. Like, I'm very much like the, I like to please. Like, I'm not a girl, you know. I like to fight for my food. I'm, I'm very much there. But when it comes to, when it comes to, like, being a male, maybe dynamics for myself, I've learned that I, I, I can allow men to be more aggressive with me, if that makes sense. So I'm not the one that mm-hmm. has to give in that way. I can just, I can, I'm very much a talker. Like, I'm very talkative. I like to express my needs, <laughs> express my wants. And having a partner that actually listens and is willing to just, like, do all the adventurous things with me right now, that's kind of where I'm at in life. It's like, all right, let's try it all. Let's do anything that we can think of. And it's very fun. Um, And it's helped me get to know myself and also, in turn, be able to help other people figure out how they want to navigate. And the things that are really important, like the communication, right? Like, that's a really big piece with any partners being able to say, like, hey, I would like this. Would you be okay with this? And it's not about pleasing them or like just doing what they want but that's about you guys both having fun together yeah what would you say you talked about submission and there's so much controversy with that word <clears throat> oh yeah 100%. What, what would you say is what is that what do you tell people your your idea of what submission is Mm. Yeah, I think as someone who grew up religiously, like to me, submission was always just disgusting, right? Like I just always looked at submission as like, well, I was taught that submission was like this thing that happens in heteronormative dynamics where, you know, the wife submits to the man, the man rules the household and he has final say and like all these things that was just so unappealing to me. But as I entered into a dynamic that, I mean, I've, you know, I've, dabbled into you know myself and learning that I was more dominant you know per se but but now being in a in a submissive role I think that submission is really about respect it's about trust um and it's about safety like I wouldn't I can never see myself submitting to someone that I don't trust I can never see myself submitting to someone that I don't respect and that I don't feel safe with because if I don't feel all those things with you then there there's no way that I'm going to desire to submit to you and so submission to me isn't about like it's not obedience like when I submit to this man it's not me obeying him or just listening to him it's like I have a genuine desire to want to do the things that please him right like I just I crave it at this point so I think that's definitely what I would say the difference between you know your traditional teachings and upbringings of submission is more out of obligation and out of duty and out of you know your due diligence and when you truly find someone that you respect and really trust and that you you understand that if they say jump it's because it's with your interests in mind um, mm-hmm. submission is just natural it's easy mm-hmm I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You can't, I agree with you. You can't stress enough that when you are having a BDSM relationship with somebody or it's in in part of your relationship, it's really hard to have those kind of experiences with someone that you don't trust a hundred percent. Because like you said, if you don't trust or respect them, you do not want to, you know, be that for them. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, you can't, uh, you can't desire 
you know, pleasing that other person because I'm the same way. I was like, oh, hell no, nobody's going to tell me what to do. You know, it's like I've been told what to do my whole life. Fuck that shit. Um, but no, but it, when I realized that it was something completely different, when I learned about that, it was like, oh, that's not what that is at all. That in my real life is like, yeah, fuck off. I'm my own person. We have a hundred percent, hundred percent relationship or nothing. But, um, in the bedroom, I'm all about whatever you want, babe, you know, show me the way, show me the way lead on. You lead and I will follow. And I think also like it gets to the point like when you start exploring because I think with me for like when I when I teach about sexual freedom or sexual exploration, it's really about liberating yourself. And so liberating yourself, like I said, from that shame, from that guilt. And I think when you come from a background that teaches that submission is out of obligation and you finally learn, or you're finally in a dynamic where you have been submissive or you have aspects of submission, it can be yeah. like this like identity crisis, right? Like like so many, there's so many nuances to life. It can be like, oh my gosh, like I'm submissive. Like this is gross. Like I don't like it. Uh, you want to rebel against it because you want to rebel against the teachings that you were taught. But also, you know, this is a completely different thing. And so I think there can be guilt and shame that even comes with that because it's like, I don't want to identify as a submissive person because that was always, you know, looked at from, you know, as a negative thing um, or looked at as something that I had to do. And I'm doing this because I want to versus because I have to. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot that goes into like the internal war <laughs> of sexual freedom. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have a question, Jada? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> She's like, no, I no, I, thought, I'm, I, I'm done. I actually thought because I'm drinking this soda, I was going to belch a little bit, but I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I should not be rude. <laughs> so I was just looking at some of your stuff with your, with your bio, some of the stuff that you were talking about. Um, you're talking about explore, uh, sexual exploration. Um, tell us a little bit about that. We've, we always run out of time so fast. We've got only like six, seven minutes left now, but if you don't mind, tell us a little bit more, um, about that, about sexual exploration. I think there are so many ways to explore sexually. I being the, I feel like all Britney's are a little bit out there, right? <laughs> so I think so. As, as a Britney, I, the way that I began to sexually explore, like I said, it was through the sugar baby life. Um, I was like, let me go out there and find sugar daddies to take care of me, <laughs> to like meet my needs. Like I didn't want to date necessarily, but I also like wanted to feel connected to people. And so that's one way that I, you know, you know, that's one way that people are very interested in. I'm surprised actually by how many people are interested in like what the sugar baby life is and maybe not even just sexually, but just like what a dynamic with someone would be like. So there's that. There's also dating. I am the queen of the dating apps, okay? Like when I first entered the dating coach scene, I was like, my big thing was like, I had gotten like 5,000 mutual quality like matches within like a six month period on like every dating app. And I was like actually like vetting people. And I was like, I didn't really like want to be with them, but like, I, it was just like a thing. And so when I first entered like the dating world, like being able to be like, no, like I can really help you optimize your profiles and like really find true partnership. 
Mm-hmm. So I think leveraging the resources that are free because not everybody wants to invest, you know, a ton of money into maybe an app or into a platform or even a ton of their time. Like I'm home 24 seven. I hate leaving the house all the time. Like I, I had a date this morning with a male um, from one of the little sugar daddy sites and it was very much like just like a casual breakfast. But like sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go. Like I don't want to leave the house. So I think, you know, exploring and like teaching people to find freedom through like I said the apps and like the and going out like leaving the house like I mean I hate leaving the house but like go to the store you know put on a cute little outfit go to the store um pay, do the uh, go to the dog park I've met I've met plethora of lesbians at the dog park it's just crazy so <laughs> so just definitely I think sexual exploration like can there are a thousand ways to achieve it. Um, and then even like with yourself, like explore your own body. Like don't be unfamiliar yeah. with it. Yeah. Like, it. I'm a hundred percent about that. I talk all the time about you can't know how a, pl- how a man should please you if you can't learn to please yourself yeah. first. Yeah. Um, you can, you said a couple of things that I want to touch on really quick. First of all, um, I know a lot about the sugar baby world, but, um, that is an entire episode. And well, I know um, nothing about it. <laughs> well, we, I, Brittany, if you don't mind, after the show, if you can hang on a minute after we are completely, you know, gone from the show, stay behind and hang on. I'd like to schedule you to come back and let's have a sugar baby episode because there, it's an entire world. It, oh, and is. there's safe ways to do it, the right way to do it. There's, there's, it, it's, and anybody can do it. Um, men, women, you know, 100%. older, younger, whatever. Um, so we will touch on that. Um, and shit, I forgot the other thing. Damn it, I forgot. <laughs> it oh, I remember. I, I remember. You talk a lot about dating apps and how it can be exhausting. Um, I really, and I'm on Jada's team here. Jada is a matchmaker. I really believe in the matchmaking world. And they vet people. They do the work for you. Um, yes. And it's, it's, it's just a safe, smart way of really getting high-quality people um, on your doorstep or or a nice restaurant doorstep instead of yours. Um, and, and, you know, it's for both, uh, men, women, uh, gay, lesbian, you know, uh, whatever your desire is, there is a matchmaker for that. And, um, I I just think it's a smart way I've dating apped most of my time and it's exhausting and annoying and terrible. So it is, you know, I wish there yeah, were more matchmakers for sugar daddies. I feel like they need it. Like someone, someone do it. <laughs> um, I think that there is there. Hundred, oh my God, you're onto something. We need to talk more about this <laughs> because I do believe there should be a matchmaker for sugar baby sugar daddies because mm-hmm. one, they could vet. Two, they know that they're real. And mm-hmm. these websites that you can find sugar daddies or sugar babies on, it they're dangerous. Because mm-hmm. a lot of scammers are out there and some guys will take advantage and and then not do what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. to be the sugar daddy. It's it's fucked up. So there's a there's a bit bad world out there. I think there I think we're on to something. I think we are. <laughs> 
Well, I'm interested. Sign me up. I want to know more. <laughs> please, please. I'll give you all the tea. <laughs> we, we need to find a matchmaker that we can turn them, turn them yeah. to doing sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe sugar babies, no, whatever. It would be so helpful. I had a very extensive yeah. talk with the sugar daddy the other day and he was like, oh my God, I need someone to help me. <laughs> huh. Huh. I think you're onto something. Huh. I do. I, we're going to, we're going to have this discussion. That is for show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, I tried to dive into that world and it was really eye-opening and uh it was not a good experience for me because i was freely out in the big bad world of los angeles where people thought they were one thing and another it, it just it was too it was a lot of married men also thinking they were just gonna waltz into town have somebody here pay them it's like look i'm not your hooker uh and it, your side piece yeah it's just it wasn't there's a lot of stuff out there. So we should come back and talk about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, we should find how to do matchmaking for that. Um, so any parting words, Brittany? We're, we're out of time now. Um, I think my only parting words would be that I just like my wish for people would be just to stop kink shaming and stop shaming yourself or having desires. Yay. Because it's normal yeah. and hiding from yourself is never going to do you any favors because you're going to get old one day and be like, oh, I wish I did all these things. So <laughs> I wish that people would just stop kink shaming just because you're vanilla doesn't mean the rest of us are, you know? <laughs> so Right, right. Ha be a vanilla, but add some caramel and chocolate yeah, and okay. sprinkles and fruit and just add it all in. <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> I will do anything. Grape. I'm that person. <laughs> there's some great rope tying stuff that uh, goes in with BDSM that is the hottest shit you've ever heard of. Um, we might have to have another BDSM uh, episode where we talk more about, um, you know, different kinds of things. Okay. I've done it all. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. My boyfriend and I are into rope play. So, and ribbon, just, ribbon feel, and just... rope. Woohoo! <laughs> right. All right. Well, Brittany, thank you for coming on today. We really appreciate you. We're going to have you thank back. You. We're going to talk more yeah. with you. Jada, it, always great to see your beautiful smiley face. And uh, everyone out there, thank you for coming and listening. We really hope you come back and listen again. And um, we're going to be back here same time, same place next week. And until then, let's keep it real. Bye. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends, like and follow us on Instagram at 50 Shades of underscore bullshit and Facebook at 50 Shades of Bullshit. Thanks so much for listening and we really hope to see you again next week.